Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Man, it's good to be back, Kansas City. We've been gone for quite some time. We're like a we're like the McRib at McDonald's. We're not for everybody, but a lot of people crave us. And we only come around about a few times a month. Pops up every once in a while, and you're yeah. like, hey, pretty cool. You yeah. know? I might it, not get it, but it's still cool. Looks like Daddy's bringing home the barbecue. A big sack of McDonald's McRib sandwiches. Grilled pork and that sassy sauce. Tempting, huh? Like a barbecue in a barn without the bones. And with a big icy Coke, it's where you're only human. on Daddy Chone. The good time, great taste <laughs> of McDonald's. McRib for a limited time, only at McDonald's. Let's begin now. Okay. So for you wondering what the hell we're playing a McDonald's <laughs> McRib ad for, it's quite simple. The last time we were on this show on Out of Bounds with Nick Price and myself, Dusty Likens, we compared ourselves to the McRib, especially in this season when K-State plays every randomly night. Don't know when they're going to play. They announce their games at different times. This week they have another bye week. So we get to play this week. And last time we were on, we compared ourselves to the McRib. And just coincidentally, the McRib is back at McDonald's. And we're back on 610 Sports Radio to fit this live and local narrative that is Saturday's live and local on 610 Sports Radio. I am Dusty Likens, as mentioned earlier. My producer slash co-host is Nick Price. Nick Price, welcome back. Hey, uh, good to be back. Also, I wish that we had a video feature on this because that McRib commercial, the guy oh, looks like a young Andy Reid. He does. He really does. You tell people where to find that McRib video? Uh, just go to YouTube. Say uh, old McRib vid- or old McRib commercial. That's what I've typed in, and yeah. it's a doozy. He said it's, uh, what he say? It's uh, without the bones, but still a good quality. Yeah, in the sassy sauce. In the sassy sauce. Well, uh, we have a lot of sassy sauce today to give off to you guys. Um, however you want to take that last sentence. I didn't really plan that out in my head. It just kind of came out that way. Um, uh, again. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Saturday, October 13th, a lot of stuff going on in the local area. Tonight, there is a hunter's moon that we'll get into a little bit later. Oh, yeah. It's uh, basically a full moon that has some gnarly color to it. So uh, We'll get into astrology later. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you can tell where that's going to go. Chiefs-Texans <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, you also have Steven Serta's fantasy show. You're going to want to get up earlier than 9 o'clock than when he gets on the air because there is a game across the pond as the Carolina Panthers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers will kick off at 8.30 over in London. Uh, a lot of fantasy matchups over there, by the way. You've got uh, Chris Godwin on that team, Jameis Winston, if you're back on that track. Um, you have DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, who's probably been the best football player in all of football this year so far and could be an MVP candidate. But uh, you've got Steven Serta's fantasy football show that kicks off at 9 a.m., uh, then immediately followed by the Arrowhead Pride tailgate show starting at 10 a.m., going all the way up until kickoff. And then, of course, 
No more Royals action. So that game, uh, once the Chiefs game is over, immediately following the game will be Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley for the Arrowhead Pride postgame show where they will take all your calls, play audio of Mahomes and Reed in postgame, and uh, hopefully things go a little bit better than last week as the fan, as the fandom kind of fell off as there's been a grasp of uh, graphs on Twitter and Facebook about how fans are just kind of gone in full panic mode after a nerve-wracking game in Detroit and then followed by a loss against Indianapolis where you lost 16-10. to 10. Yeah, pretty much. And before we get into everything here today, Dusty, I just want to say that I'm feeling pretty good about this. I have these notes, but I got to say, I'm just fired up to be here today. Man, I always pretty think cool. he's going to drop the F-bomb there. Pretty cool. Woo! Weren't ready for that, were you? They weren't. Uh, already, the text line is hot and heavy and ready to rock, so feel free to join in on the uh, Protein House E with a Purpose text line 69306. Uh, like we said, tomorrow, Arrowhead Pride tailgate, 10 a.m., um, but right now you've got out of bounds, and the text line's already off to a good start from the 775. You got sassy sauce for us, huh? Please, God, I hope someone recorded that. Well, your guy is Nick Price, and if you want to ask him more questions, you can follow him on Twitter at, at NickPriceKC. Uh, but we dive into what I think is just another day in the NFL, but also it proves to us that the NFL product isn't going anywhere anytime soon, and Chiefs versus Texans tomorrow is proof of that. That game kicks off at 12 o'clock. I believe, truly into my heart, not being a Kansas City biased person, I think that that game is probably the best game going at 12 o'clock tomorrow. It is a pure, flooded example of why the NFL is not going anywhere anytime soon and why the NFL is going to be at the top of the sports world for many years to come. Yes, the NFL is surrounded with CTE. There is a lot of suspension. There is a lot of dark stories that come out of the NFL every single year. But for some reason, every single year, the NFL product is always going to be rich and pure and potent. And tomorrow you get a lot of that and all of that. You will have Mahomes versus Watson, which is exactly where we start. And our guy, James Palmer, had one hell of a tweet to explain what that is already. Yeah, he tweeted this yesterday afternoon. Mahomes and Watson are the highest-rated passers among quarterbacks in NFL history for a minimum of 12 games. Highest passer rating in NFL history, it's Mahomes first at 112.4, then Deshaun Watson, 105.4, and then it's guys like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson behind that. So it's only 20 games. It's a limited sample size, but this is definitely looking like the future like a future rivalry in the AFC, and we were talking about it before the show, these two guys are going to play just about every year as long as they keep winning their divisions. Right. Like Mahomes, if you want to give a wrestling analogy, Mahomes versus Watson can be Stone Cold versus The Rock, right? Like The Rock was a heel for a while coming up when he was with the Nation of Domination, when he was Rocky Maivia, then he turned over to Vince and the corporation, and then all of a sudden, The Rock became everybody's favorite because he was just that damn good on the microphone, and he was a superstar. But the entire time while he was doing all that, Stone Cold Steve Austin had just completely revamped that entire three-letter network. And everybody liked them both, right? Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes are clearly two of the most proof-is-in-the-pudding cliche NFL quarterbacks moving forward. Deshaun Watson is having an MVP-type year this year. Patrick Mahomes was the MVP last year. Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson were both drafted in the same draft class. They both came out with high praise, and they were both tied to the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of people, Ron Hughley, 10-2, to 2, every single day, Monday through Friday on 610 Sports Radio, calls him God's gift. 
Ron Hughley, huge Deshaun Watson fan. I was here in studio the night that the Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes. And when the Chiefs traded up after the Bears traded up and took Mitchell, Nick Price, Trubisky, I don't know. What was that? I don't know. Why'd you do that? I, I don't know. Um, but, like, the reason that – and then Ron Ron freaks out because Ron had been talking the whole two weeks ahead of time. Chiefs need to go get Deshaun Watson. Chiefs need to go get Deshaun Watson. Binkley's in the in the, in the the bullpen over here typing on a computer saying, Mahomes is going to get drafted by the Chiefs. Mahomes is going to get drafted by the Chiefs. Two high-prolific quarterbacks that were super young coming out of college, both tied to the Kansas City Chiefs. And what happens? The Chiefs trade up and they take Patrick Mahomes, which at the time, I think it was like a 50-50 split. Now, Brandon Kiley, who you just heard on the leadoff, has a video on his social media of where he was when the Chiefs drafted Mahomes. And his reaction is priceless. I think his reaction was 50% of what the Chiefs fandom was. Some people knew who Mahomes was. He was coming out of Texas Tech. But you know the narrative that is Texas Tech quarterbacks. They don't make it in the league. They run that college spread offense, and it just works in college. Yeah, big 12 quarterbacks in general. Doesn't move forward into the NFL. And then Deshaun Watson goes to the Houston Texans. And then you kind of peel back the onion layers, and you think to yourself, wait a minute, these two guys are in the AFC together. These two guys have potential to lead their teams to division titles, which means, oh, by the way, they'll play each other every single year. Now, I get it. If you want to compare this to Manning and Brady, or you want to keep going on that comparison of quarterback versus quarterback, you can. This is a different era, though. This is the new era of football. We tried to do that whenever the Ravens and Chiefs played when it was Lamar versus Pat. Their games are just too different. Lamar Jackson is elusive in ways that Patrick Mahomes is. Patrick Mahomes can escape, but he can't really take off Jukia and move around as elusive as Lamar Jackson is. So that comparison didn't really work. Deshaun Watson, a little bit more on his feet. It's going to kind of simmer down a little bit more, right? Yeah, he's in between uh, Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes, but he's a little bit closer to Mahomes with his game. Right. Like Deshaun Watson kind of reminds me of like what prime Donovan McNabb was. Yeah. Solid arm, good legs, can scramble out of trouble, but is still an MVP type candidate every year he's under the center. Mahomes, same way, already won MVP, already basically, if you want to call it, the face of the NFL. The endorsements are rolling out. Everybody knows who Patrick Mahomes is now. He's a household name throughout NFL fans throughout the entire country. Oh, by the way, there's two receivers playing in this game, potentially. I think Tyreek Hill plays. We'll get into that a little bit later. But if he does, in fact, play, you have two receivers in this game going up against each other that are in the top five and wide receivers in all of the NFL. Ever since Antonio Brown went AWOL, from AB to AWOL, and now you have DeAndre Hopkins, who I believe is the best receiver in the NFL. I agree with you, too, and I think that even other people who want to put like a Julio Jones or maybe OBJ up in there, he's, regardless, he is definitely a top three wide receiver. Sure. No doubt. And Tyreek Hill's in a top five receiver, right? Let's go top five real quick. Julio Jones or DeAndre Hopkins, however you want to put it. Odell Beckham's up there. Michael Thomas is up there, and then you have Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Those are my top five. That's it. A.J. Green, I don't know what's going to happen other than probably get traded If he could stay on the field, maybe he'd be in the conversation. But right now, he's not on the field. But this is pure fact that the NFL's product is going to continue to get richer and that it's not going anywhere because of what games like this are. You already had Chiefs versus Ravens, which was a blockbuster game. That was only three weeks ago. Now you have Chiefs versus Texans, same thing. Text line from the 913. It's a battle of the young guns. That's a great name for it. Deshaun Watson's going to go out there and let it all hang out. Patrick Mahomes is going to go out there and just explode the offense up again because, you know, he looks like he's a little angry. Like Patrick Mahomes and Ron Hill, Show Hughley were saying on the show on uh, 
believe it was Friday, we've yet to see Patrick Mahomes get pissed off. I wouldn't mind seeing that in this game. And oh, by the way, if Frank Clark comes out of hiding, you have Frank Clark, J.J. Watt. There's tons and tons of rich storylines, but this is where it's at. This is the NFL. They're in London. They're in Mexico. They're here. They're everywhere, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And again, you have two potential MVPs of the league, two potential multiple-time MVPs because once, Patrick Mahomes already won it, and two, Deshaun Watson playing the way he is this year, he's on his way to another one. But remember, 2017, we kind of talked about it. It was a hell of a draft class. I know Chiefs fans remember it, and I also know that Bears fans remember it. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Saturday, October 13th, back at you. 435 Podcast Network is where you can find us if you are missing us. Tons, tons of podcasts to check out. Myself and Steven Serta, who has been so kind to let me be his friend during fantasy football season. Forced to punt. You get one of those every Tuesday, every Thursday, and then you get Steven Serta's fantasy football show on Sunday. You also get our boss, Steven Spector. He tells you how to bet, what lines to take. Jason Katz is back because uh, the Missouri Mavericks, or the Kansas City Mavericks, I think is what they are, the KC Mavericks, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they played their first game last night. They play again tonight at Silverstein's Ice Center uh, in Independence, Missouri. Jason Katz, man. Uh, The Pucket Podcast. Mm -hmm. That's tough to say on the air. I'm not going to lie. Like, I want to say the fuh, but I say the puh. So it's good. Yeah. Um, No PH. That's right. Uh, Chiefs, Texans tomorrow at noon. Arrowhead Pride pregame show starting at 10 a.m. With Kent Swanson and Pete Sweeney, I'll be here uh, helping them out, uh, running the operation as well. And then postgame, immediately following the game, uh, probably roughly around 3-ish, like 3.15. It's going to be a heavy passing game. Over-under, I believe, is at 55. Chiefs are favored by five points. I'm taking the over, and I'm taking – I, I, I kind of want to take Houston plus five. I don't know why. Um, I love uh, road dogs even more than I love home dogs. Um also, Survivor Pool, if you're ever going to pick in a Survivor Pool and you have to take pick take the uh, Miami Dolphins, tomorrow's your game. Yeah. Right? Um, Trash Bowl. Right. I mean, I know it's like it fits a lot of times with the cliche that teams rally around their head coach um, when they've been fired and there's a new guy that comes in. Um, but it's Case Keenum. And he already knows that Dwayne Haskins is right behind you. So that never really works out when you tell a quarterback, hey, man, go out there and have a good game. But if you don't, this guy is going to take over, which is something that you don't have to worry about in the Chiefs-Texans game unless there's an injury, which we hope there isn't, um, because I like both of these guys, right? The quarterback position, you know, in the NFL is so very, very um, respected, sought after. You want it. You see what Tom Brady does with the New England Patriots. You saw what Peyton Manning did with the Colts and the Broncos. You saw what Brett Favre did, John Elway, all these guys. Those guys weren't missed on in the draft. Those guys were picked, they were studied, and they became franchise quarterbacks and Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Let's rewind the tape and go back to where we all know to go back to in 2017. I know that Chiefs fans remember 2017, and they will for the rest of their lives. It's pretty easy, right? You got your franchise quarterback, Mahomes, You may not have known a lot about Patrick Mahomes when he got drafted, um, but you found out pretty quick who he was. 
sat a year behind Alex Smith, became the MVP in year two, played in the AFC Championship game in his first full year as a starter, and lost to uh, Tom Brady. Yeah. Comes back this year, starts right where he left off. Now, Detroit game was rocky, but you got the the video of Mahomes giving the speech to the bench at the uh, at the the before the final drive, right? You're kind of sitting there, Nick Price. You're yeah. thinking to yourself, you're going, I don't know why people are freaking out. This is why we have number 15. He's done this before. And methodically goes down the field and does his job. I think that was so impressive, too, because even though the stats and the touchdowns weren't there for him in that game, that's one of those games that shows you that he's ready for that. And he's that guy who's going to be able to lead you down, even if he's not the one putting up the touchdown at the end of the day. Very methodical yeah, and just a lot of confidence coming out of that game. And the reason why 2017 was so important is because not every year um, is it a dominating year in a draft. Remember when the Chiefs had the first overall pick, they took Eric Fisher, right? Mm. A left tackle. Yep. Which is important. It's an important thing, right? You have you to remember have a people left tackle. Wanted, people were talking about the Chiefs maybe taking Geno Smith. Mm. Imagine what would be. In Kansas City, if that would have happened. Geno Smith has, like, abnormally large nostrils. Yeah. It's pretty weird. Like, I feel like he'd be the most accurate guy in a candle shop. Mm -hmm. Just because I feel like he'd get it all. Um, But when you look at the two teams that are playing tomorrow in the 2017 draft class with Mahomes and Watson, both of them, right? Like, both guys are potentially, you'd hope, you'd think, you'd assume, that both of these guys are going to be the quarterback for these teams for the next surplus years right they both have mvp capability both the texans and the chiefs didn't miss you know who did the bears Mm -hmm. and the bears traded up for the number two overall pick think about that like we like to watch movies like the butterfly effect or chaotic theory which is what jeff goldblum's uh uh i guess title is in jurassic park like if you go kill a mosquito in the in the past it can affect the future moving forward right? right and what's crazy is Chiefs fans remember 1983. Like, you and I weren't born yet, so that kind of dates us a little bit in a good way. But Chiefs fans remember 1983 when they saw Marino and Elway and Kelly, all three, go be dynamic quarterbacks for their franchise and make those franchises popular, productive, and good for 10-plus years. Now, Marino and Kelly never won a Super Bowl, and Elway finally did when he got late in his 30s, when he finally got a running back and a, and a defense and a, and a team that just had some good talent around it. But you look at Watson, Mahomes, Trubisky, all these guys, you think that with the way that Watson plays and, of course, the way Mahomes was only like an offsides call away from going to a Super Bowl, these guys will be productive for moving forward for the next 10-plus years. Mahomes is going to get one big hell of a contract. We know that's coming. Deshaun Watson's probably going to get the same, not the same money, but he's going to get the same big contract because of who he is, especially if he can win an MVP this year. And both guys were drafted in the same class, and they weren't missed. They were picked up. Now, the Bears missed them. That's the Bears' fault. Both these guys went early in the first round. Mahomes, what, 10th overall when they traded the Bills for a pocket full of change and mm-hmm. a draft pick, and they slid up and got Patrick Mahomes. But that just proves to you that that 2017 class is a lot like that 1983 class. We always go back and remember. Chiefs will forever remember Todd Blackledge, right? Out of Penn State, couldn't miss quarterback. They missed. He got picked over Jim Kelly. Or I think it was, yeah, Jim Kelly. They could have had Jim Kelly. In fact, I don't even know if they could have had Dan Marino. I think they probably could have. 
if you want to go back and look at it. But the 2017 draft class will be on full display tomorrow when you see two quarterbacks go head-to-head, and you're going to see both these quarterbacks go head-to-head for quite some time. Indianapolis no longer has their franchise quarterback in Andrew Luck. Jacksonville, Gardner Minshew, Nick Foles, I don't see those guys winning divisions year in and year out. Houston's going to be productive in that in that division in the AFC South for quite some time, correct? Kansas City Chiefs have won the AFC West for three straight years. The AFC West is literally the Chiefs for as long as they want it because Phillip Rivers is showing tons, tons of sign of regression. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what Oakland is. I know they just beat the Bears in London. They're 3-2 and two after five weeks in the NFL season. It's strange, but come on. And you look at the Denver Broncos. Joe Flacco, Drew Locke. I'm not sure. John Elway's trying to protect his legacy as the GOAT of the Denver Broncos quarterbacks out there, it seems like. So, like, you don't know what's going to happen with them. I think the Raiders are kind of on the on the come up, but it's still going to be the Chiefs division for the extended future. By the way, I looked it up, 1983 draft class. The Chiefs, Todd Blackledge was the second quarterback off the board at Correct. seven overall. And Marino went one overall, right? Elway will. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, Elway. I mean, Elway, because that was when he was like, I'm going to go play baseball. And they're like, no, nah, you're not going to get drafted by the Colts. We'll trade you to the Broncos. Right. So, yeah, the Chiefs could have had Marino or Elway. Lots of people that are older than us that hopefully are listening today already knew that. But what I'm saying is the Chiefs waited and waited and waited. And they finally got their quarterback. And now you're going to see, because of 2017, what it's like to hit on a quarterback and what that does for your franchise for a full-on decade. 2017 to 2027. I don't see the Chiefs go anywhere because they didn't miss in their draft class and they actually traded up, got their guy, and now it's time to just go do the product. And in the first year that he starts, they go to the AFC Championship game. Oh, and by the way, when Deshaun Watson gets going in his second full year, 10 and 6. Records are records, numbers are numbers, but when the product on the field is pure, potent, and productive, it makes sense. Coming up next, it's Mr. Do Everything. Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Every Monday following a Chiefs game, you get Therese Paler with BK Sports Talk on Twitter. Brandon Kylie and Therese sit down from 6 to 7, and then Jay uh, Beakley takes over afterwards for Bink at Night from 7 to 9. Every Monday, Therese Paler joins us on 610 Sports Radio. Uh, senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. Uh, best in the business. That's not bias, it's facts. I think he's the best in the business. By the way, Red River Shootout, Oklahoma up on Texas, 10 nothing. South Carolina looking for the upset of the day as they're up 17-10 to 10 on number three ranked Georgia. Um, I teased before, he's Mr. Do It Everything. It's Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, chief editor of Arrowhead Pride. Pete Sweeney, who is on every Sunday the Chiefs play or Thursday or Monday or whatever they play. Arrowhead Pride pregame show with his stepbrother, Kent Swanson. And then he's joined in postgame by his stepdad, Jay Binkley. Pete Sweeney. How in the hell are you today? Yeah, we like to keep the Chiefs coverage within the family. It's a family business. And so my stepbrother, Kent, joins me, and then, and then I go to my stepfather. That's right. That's how it rolls. Um, Pete, just got word from Adam Schefter on Twitter that Devontae Adams has officially been ruled out for Monday night's game against the Lions. Let's talk Tyree Kill real quick, because that's all anybody cares about right now, right? Uh, yeah. He's playing. I'll, I'll go ahead and say that. I think Tyreek's playing. What do you say? Yeah, I, I think I think he is too. Uh, it, it seemed that way 
at the pressers this week and, and some of the indications that you saw from the national guys, Ian Rappaport, saying that he just had a few tests to go. Now, from the eye test, the practice, and we don't get to see a ton with the first 20 minutes, he looks completely fine. This is one of those weird injuries that you got to watch internally. Is the bone in the right spot, things like that, that can only be uh, done with an MRI, CAT scan, all that stuff. And, and so it looks like he, he should pass. I don't know. I don't think he would be questionable if it wasn't likely for him to go. But, again, it remains to be seen. Andy Reid called it the game-time decision, but I tend to think that that was a little bit more of a gamesmanship type thing. Right. Um, I guess I have to follow up with this is Tyreek Hill not only helps the pass offense, but significantly changes how much better they can run the ball. Is that correct? Yeah, it just opens everything up. I I, I don't think the opposing team can really play a ton of man coverage against them, so it helps helps out some of the other receivers. And, and then with them having to worry about this pass attack that, that really is back with one of their key parts to it, I mean, you could run the football a little bit more because, you know, if the team is, is defending pass, it opens up things in the run. Could be the key that the Chiefs have been missing the past two weeks. Again, it, it was one and one. Chiefs could have lost the line very easily. And so uh, they ended up losing to the Colts. Now Tyreek's back. So now we have to move on to Steven Serta's guy, uh, Carlos Hyde. A lot of people think that he could have a 100 plus game. I'm kind of in that bandwagon with no Chris Jones on defensive line. You see Carlos sure. Hyde actually being super productive against a team that supposedly he didn't know got traded with the uh, – I saw that article on a great uh, a great site. I think it's Arrowhead Pride that wrote about this, about how Carlos Hyde yeah. didn't know that he was uh, being traded. In fact, it was an anonymous source that told him, hey, by the way, uh, it's not a prank. You're being traded. You see Carlos Hyde kind of in like revenge. I don't get that narrative, but I also get the, I get the sense that like it's just the Chiefs' rush defense and he could possibly go off for like 120. Yeah, I, I think this is one of these storylines that's funny. Uh, I don't know how much revenge you can have if you've never even played a regular season game with the team. He's been training camp with them and then was traded. Uh, yeah, the story came out that uh, Brett Beach or Andy Reid didn't call him, that it was uh, one of the player personnel guys who didn't even know the name. Uh, that's funny. But, yeah, right now I just think the bigger problem when it comes to Hyde is way less revenge and more so that I, don't know, I think you could take any running back in the National Football League and put him against the Chiefs' defense, even with Chris Jones, and you're probably good for at least 50 yards, and then you take some of the better running backs in the league and gets to be 80s, and even you know, a decent running back like Carlos Hyde, I see him getting over 100. Especially now that Chris Jones isn't there. I mean, until the Chiefs show you that they can handle the run defense, fill their gaps, make tackles, I think anybody, and forget Hyde or anyone that used to play for the Chiefs, I think anybody could come in and run on the Chiefs. DeAndre Hopkins and Tyreek Hill, two of the top five wide receivers in the NFL tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you, you, you can make a case, and it's tough because we haven't seen Hill much this year, to make a case for, for 1A, 1B wide receivers. And, and I understand that there's some talent in the National Football League. Michael Thomas is coming off a good week. But uh, I look at these two guys as, as definitely – uh, two of the top five, and, and, and again, you know, you could make a case for uh, one of them the best wide receiver in the NFL. So, Pete, let's get weird. Um, have you watched El Camino yet? I have not watched it yet, so please no, no spoilers, but I, I, I am seeing out there there's mixed reviews. I, I checked Rotten Tomatoes this morning what they uh, give when it? I was taking some, some care of this morning business, and it was 92% on Rotten Ooh. Tomatoes. So I, I feel good about that. Yeah, I saw that uh, IMDb had an 8.5. I did watch it last night. Uh, Jesse Pinkman's in it, so there's a spoiler for you. 
Um, also, Carlos Hyde tends to be one of those running backs that wears uh, long sleeves. If Pete Sweeney was a running back, would you be a long sleeve guy or would you just bear it all? Well, no, I mean, I, I try to wear as little clothing as possible. I mean, I, the more body of mine that you can see, the better, and especially these, you know, 64-inch pythons. If, if I'm going to be out on the field, I'm going to want people to see uh, my biceps. Uh, curls for the girls, so on and so forth, and that's kind of how I'd go about it. Speaking of which, uh, my producer and co-host Nick Price has uh, stumbled upon a relationship. Do you have any advice uh, from Sween to Price? The main thing is is just communicate. Uh, communication is so key. I mean, it's just so critical. If you don't communicate, you can just get the hell out of here. And so that's that's what I would leave him with. You got any surprises for tomorrow's pregame show? No surprises. The same exact thing we do every week. But I'll tell you what. I, I think we have, without a doubt, the the best pregame in the city. So we'll tell you how it is. We'll, we'll be honest. And, and this is a game. Uh, in particular, that I think you need that. You think you got to be really real because this is a game that the Chiefs could potentially lose, and so that's one great thing I think about our post or our pre and post, and that's what makes us the best in the city. I wasn't going to go here, but you're you're doing it to me. I wasn't going to go there, but speaking of being paid by the Chiefs, do you have any concern with Mitch Holtis's <laughs> TikTok video that why he has a gold hammer on his sink? <laughs> Oh, man, I think he was told by, from what I hear, I think he was, was coached by the social media department to do that, and it kind of, it kind of unfortunately blew up in Mitch's It's one of those things that, yeah, that, yeah you're, you're the talent, you know, you're, you're the front-facing, but if the producer makes a mistake, you're the one who looks dumb, and I think that was one of those cases. I think he was told that this would be a cool thing, and it ended up being I just weird. don't understand the gold hammer in your bathroom. Like, I, I, I don't understand, like, why there's a gold hammer on his sink. I think it's the whole, uh, you know, lay the hammer down. Um, but it's got to be gold? Know, that whole shtick. Yeah. I mean, right, you know, it's got to either be red or gold, and they went, they went gold. Well, uh, they he's, went gold on it. he's a bit odd. Uh, Pete, I'll see you tomorrow morning. Get some sleep tonight. we got a good one tomorrow with uh, Houston and uh, the Chiefs. So uh, take care. And what are you doing on your Saturday the rest of the afternoon? I can't wait. I actually have a couple friends in town visiting Kansas City to, to watch the Texans game, so I'm going to show them around a little bit and then check out some of the uh, lovely Kansas City sites. Where are you going tonight with your friends? Are you going anywhere out to eat or anything like that so they can come uh, harass you at your dinner table, get autographs, pictures, all that kind of stuff? You might be shocked to realize this, uh, but we are going to go get some barbecue. Ah. I'm not not exactly sure where quite yet. Going to see what they're in the mood for and then make a call from there. Hey, I'll tell you this. Take them to Jack Stack, get some wings and salmon dip. You won't be wrong. <laughs> Will do. Thank you for the advice. Later, Pete. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, chief editor of Arrowhead Pride at uh, SB Nation on the Internet. You can also hear him on 610 Sports Radio, as we've said all day. Uh, same thing they do every week. Uh, they have a powerful, uh, most entertaining, not biased, but uh, great pregame show him and kent have good balance and then binkley comes afterwards like he said it's pete sweeney's stepdad but uh i thought he made a good point we're gonna go ahead and say it tyreek's playing tomorrow right there's no doubt about it i don't think yeah and it's gonna change a lot about this game like pete was saying you know tyreek hill not only is huge for the passing game but he's gonna open up that run game and the run game was non-existent against the colts last sunday night i mean LaShawn mccoy didn't even get a carry because they kind of went into that game just they had predetermined that they're not going to run the football because they don't have these deep threats on the outside. Let's try to move the ball around. Tyree Kill stretching that field is going to give a lot more space for them to run between the tackles and get a little bit more balance here. Yeah, I thought the most important thing that he said was the fact that they can't play man defense. Mm -hmm. Like, they, 
they just, they just can't. Like, you can't play man-on-man against Tyreek Hill. If you do, you'll get burned. And we know what deep balls can do in an NFL game. It's like a home run. It's like a three-run home run in a, in a baseball game. It sucks the life out of you. It depletes your drive and your momentum and just changes everything. So Pete Sweeney, who just joined us, said he wouldn't wear sleeves if he was a running back, right? Yeah, said he uh, curls for the girls. Wants curls to show off those girls. pythons. He said communication is key in your I, new I relationship. I wrote that one down. Okay, I wrote so that one down. Make sure you uh, get that. Also, you know, he keeps it in the family. Football is family for the pregame and postgame show. Check it out. Yep, and he said he's going to take some friends around town and stick to the cliche that is Kansas City. They're going to go get barbecue. Yeah. I'm just telling you, man. Pete knows what he's doing. And uh, his glasses that he wears now look like the glasses from the movie 13 Ghosts. So I don't know if I'm dead or I'm crazy, but either way, he sees me through those lenses, and he'll see me tomorrow on the Arrowhead Pride pregame and postgame show. Um, ah, damn it. I hate when the internet becomes Captain Hindsight. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Text line, E with a purpose text line. The Protein House, E with a purpose text line. Uh, from the 913, Pete Sweeney's kind of like Gardner Minshew. He's funny for three seconds, and then he's just annoying. <laughs> uh, there you go, Pete. Thanks for being a part of our show. Burn. Um, anyone else get nauseous? Hey, say that. Nauseous? Nauseous. Nauseous. Silent ass. Uh, nauseous during the Sports Machine's Blue Chew commercial. No. I literally want to go out and get some Blue Chew now. If Levine's doing it, it's I'm going to chew it and do it. It's got to work, right? Do you like sex? <laughs> I thought so. Um, <laughs> so, Pete came back, talked about Tyree Kills, says the defense can't play man. Um, can't play man defense against the Chiefs, which opens up so many different things. Uh, it doesn't allow the linebackers to sit back in his zone and just kind of pad Travis Kelsey. Um but, uh, yeah, Tyree Kill is a dynamic receiver. He's a top five receiver in the NFL. It changes anybody's team. Um, so, I think that's obviously there. I think it's interesting when you think about if Tyree Kill can play because what it does to Pat, you know, Pat's got his, like, you know, he's got his right-hand man. He's got his deep ball threat. But we'll get into Tyree Kill playing in tomorrow's game uh, in a little bit. We teased before we went to break about how I just hate when the internet becomes uh, Captain Hindsight. Uh, and that's really easy what I mean by that because if you were – Around social media yesterday, um, if you were on social media yesterday, you would see that SportsCenter, I believe they do this like every year. Is that right, Nick? They do this every year? Yeah, they do this all the time. So, at Seifert ESPN, turned back the clocks and said, if you could redraft the NFL in 2017, this is what it would look like. The Browns would take Patrick Mahomes, and to be sadistic and crazy like they are, they put Patrick Mahomes in a Browns jersey wearing the number five with an orange Browns headband. Gross. And the feedback was insane. Uh, tons of comments. Don't put my quarterback in those colors. Um, Please delete this. Yes. Uh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. This is a nightmare. This is like Halloween gone bad because obviously he looks like he's the horrible candy on Halloween. That's the taffy that is in the orange and black wrapper, which, by the way, I always threw that away when I was a kid, when I went around a pillowcase in a costume. By the way, text line 69306, the Protein House Eat with a Purpose text line. When you went trick-or-treating as a kid, I'm interested to know this. Did you take a pillowcase or like a creative bag? I uh, always took a pillowcase. I was a pillowcase guy. Okay. Yeah. You Hasht- can fit more candy in there. Yeah, hashtag pillowcase guy. Just let me know. I yeah. just want to know. And then when you went to bed, your pillow just smelled like sweets. Yeah. Which is probably why I'm fat to this day because I just dreamt of sugar. I just dreamt of just 
bunch of chocolate. That's right. So they had a redraft of the NFL uh, 2017 draft, right? Excluding draft day trades. They want to let us know. And they did a top 10. I'm just going to read a few of them. But they have the Browns taking Patrick Mahomes. They have the Niners taking Deshaun Watson. They have the Bears taking Miles Garrett, which, okay. But if the Bears took Miles Garrett, they wouldn't probably go try to get Khalil Khalil Mack. Mack. I don't know. Uh, The Jaguars taking Christian McCaffrey, even though Leonard Fournette was on their roster already. The Titans taking Juju Smith-Schuster. The Jets taking Jamal Adams. Perfect fit. Great fit. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers taking Kenny Galladay. The Panthers taking Alvin Kamara. The Bengals taking George Kittle. Um, and then the Bills taking an offensive tackle. The reason why I don't like these is because... It's hard to say that like you get to watch a full season of somebody and then be like, okay, this is where they would go. Like Last year, when Chris Jones had his breakout year with the double-digit sacks and just completely dominated the offensive line that he would go up against, they were like, oh, Chris Jones would actually be a um, would be a first-round pick. Well, yeah, obviously. You just can't do these things, dude. You just can't do these type of things because they just don't happen that way. You can't literally – like, if I could go back and look at the drafts all over again and I could go, you know what you I think would happen? I think this would happen. I think this is where this guy would go. I think this is where this – I just don't get these things. Hey, we talked about it earlier. I mean, the 1983 draft. I'm sure that the Chiefs would have picked Dan Marino instead of Todd Blackledge. Like, it's just – it's like it's Captain Hindsight. It's just stupid. It's I don't the like chaotic it. theory. Yeah. And we all know and we all believe that even if the Cleveland Browns had a chance to go back and do it again, they would still screw it up. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm okay. Like I, I have to own this real quick because the Cleveland Browns are kind of like a subplot, uh, like basically like a subplot idea to this category or to this topic. I have to own the Cleveland Browns this year. I sat in this chair. I spoke into this microphone about how I thought the Cleveland Browns would win the AFC North. I said it. I've got to stick by it. This team is literally falling apart in front of me. Um, Odell Beckham's fumble on Monday night last week was clear indication that things just aren't going well. Um, they've lost David Njoku. I just think it's just never going to happen now. Odell Beckham is a role player right now with the Browns. Nick Chubb has only had one really solid game with the Browns. And Baker Mayfield is just absolutely getting crushed because he's oh. not producing because he hasn't taken that step forward like a Lamar Jackson has. Right. But there are no words and no needs out of that division. But it makes you think that if the Browns had drafted Patrick Mahomes, would Patrick Mahomes still be the quarterback that he is today with that team? I don't think so. I think just as good as Patrick Mahomes is, he still needed Andy Reid. He still needed Alex Smith. He still needed that year to kind of get everything going. It's like uh, being a kid, right, and you're 15, and your dad buys you a, or your mom buys you a brand new car, but you're 15. You can't drive it. The only way you can do it is if you ride in the car with your dad, or you can only back it out of the driveway or pull it into the garage. It's all you can do with it. You've got to wait a year. You've got to know what does what. You've got to find the buttons that do what. That's what Patrick Mahomes was with the Chiefs' first year. It was Alex Smith's car, but Patrick Mahomes knew that it was built and bought for him. He just had to be patient. They wouldn't do that in Cleveland. They would give Patrick Mahomes an expensive car and say, you know what, there's the pedal, there's the steering wheel, go figure it out. That doesn't work. Those drivers tend to be bad drivers. The drivers that get to go through the process of learning how to drive, figuring things out, 
where the defroster is, where the uh, where the uh, washer fluid is to get on your window instead of driving and be like, I'm just hoping for rain. That's what the that's what the Browns do. This is what the Chiefs do. So when you go back in hindsight and say, yeah, the Browns could have drafted Mahomes, would he have still been the same Mahomes that he is today? I don't think so. Would Christian McCaffrey be the same running back that he is in Jacksonville? That's probably a little bit better to look at right. than it is with what he is in Carolina because Christian McCaffrey just is a do-it-all type of guy. Patrick Mahomes needed a year to sit behind Alex Smith, not because his arm strength wasn't there, not because his accuracy wasn't there, because the mindset of the NFL wasn't all the way there yet because he'd never been there before. That's exactly what I was just going to say, too, is the biggest knock on Patrick Mahomes out of college was ball security and not throwing interceptions, and he got put in the best possible situation with the quarterback guru of Andy Reid and then one of the best ball control guys in Alex Smith sitting behind him and learning for a year. I've had this conversation with some friends before, but if it would have gone the other way around and the Chiefs would have brought in Deshaun Watson instead of Patrick Mahomes, I think that Deshaun Watson would have been even better than he is right now also because of the situation that he's in. That's not a knock against Mahomes or anything like that, but it's a perfect situation for bringing a quarterback when you bring in a quarterback into your system that already has Alex Smith there to teach and Andy Reid there to be that leader and build an offense around. Yeah, and to do the redraft thing and to think about where teams might have taken players because of how they performed the year later or two years later just doesn't make sense to me. And like the text line says from the 785, Sports Talk Radio is mostly the same kind of hypothetical debates as these redraft articles. Very little of real analysts when, when totaling all airtime. From the 913, what in the hell is Dusty talking about? I'll explain. Sports Center did a redraft. They had Patrick Mahomes going to the Browns, thinking that probably Patrick Mahomes would still be as successful as he is today with the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't believe that's true, and that's why I don't like these things. Because Patrick Mahomes needed Andy Reid. He needed Alex Smith, no matter how you want to look at it. And he had a year to literally sit back and look at everything. And when he got his first chance to take it out for a test drive, in week 17 against the Denver Broncos on the road, he did so well that, in fact, they took him out of the game, put in Tyler Bray. Tyler Bray lost the game, and then Patrick Mahomes had to come back and find it and win the game. Huge learning curve, and that makes it a little bit more easier to see where this guy came from and where he's been, especially with the quarterback that he has. I don't think that Patrick Mahomes would have been the same if you could do the redraft with the Browns. Again, I know it's a hypothetical. I know it's not what really happens in this world. But it's me taking a hypothetical and giving reasons to make this look like it just wouldn't work. And the other thing that makes this really eye-pointing and looks good is the fact that Mitchell Trubisky is nowhere near the top 10. That's got to hurt Bears fans. It's got to hurt people around that see this because guess what? The top two guys taken, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. That's about the only thing that I like about this because guess what? Those two guys face off tomorrow. Those two guys are probably the future of the NFL. I think I could say that. And they're both dynamic quarterbacks. They're going to change the way their franchises go moving forward. That's all there is to it. That's the only thing that I can say that I like about this is that I totally agree that if you could redo the draft and redo the power positions of quarterbacks, that's where you could explain it. Because Patrick Mahomes would go number one overall, and Deshaun Watson should go number two overall. But again, it's hard to do that. It's like the text line says, can I go back and pick the winning lottery numbers? Sure. I don't know if they'd be the same numbers, though, if they redid it back in the past and do the future. 
Who knows? All I know is that hindsight's great. It's also 2020, and you can't do these type of things when you have a different system when it comes to the NFL with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid with the Alex Smith teaching tree when it comes to Baker Mayfield, who's now with the Browns, who's taking a step back, and Patrick Mahomes continues to take steps forward. It just doesn't work. You've got to play in franchises. You've got to do all these other things. Yes, the player's great. Yes, their season was nice, but I hate these things. I'm sorry if I'm being angry and I'm being a get-off-my-lawn type thing, which is kind of like an outstretch for a millennial type guy like I am myself, but moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I just I think that this would have gone over a lot better with you and a lot of other Chiefs fans and just NFL fans in general if it was more of like a power ranking. Like, who are the best players from the 2017 draft so far? Rather than trying to put them in these hypothetical situations that may or may not have played out the way that they did. Red River shootouts going on right now in college football with Oklahoma squaring off against Texas. Obviously, you know when you call it that game, you know who's playing. Tomorrow could be a shootout as well because the fact that one guy, well, he's playing. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 